Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. I'll wait. I'll wait. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. You hit it. Thank you so much. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot of great highlights to get to. I shouldn't say highlights, headlines to get to today. I'm sorry. My brain, I, I, I distracted myself. I started reading something while I was talking. Makes no sense. Can't do it. I know better. My brain is very, very tiny. It cannot handle that, and I don't know why I do that to myself. Anyway, you got a lot of great headlines to get to today. I do want to tell you some random shit that my wife threw at me yesterday, I think it was. She watches some bizarre stuff over on TikTok. And one of the things that bugs the crap out of me, but it is really popular on a lot of social media channels, is people eating on camera. It's called mukbang. That's a thing. Mukbang. The idea of people filming themselves eating on camera. Now, you'll also see ASMR, auto sensory, blah, 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 whatever. And there's people that do videos of just the sounds of people eating. Excuse me, I just hiccup. <laughs> and, and, and people doing other random things. And they're like, oh, that's, that's so nice. And, and it's just so satisfying. The one thing that I cannot stand when it comes to commercials, TV, or anything like that, or videos, is people consuming anything as far as food or drinks. It drives me nuts. It, it sends a, a vibration of hatred through my body, and it drives me nuts. My daughter is worse at it. She has a hard time at the dinner table. Let's just say that. You can be chewing with your mouth closed, but she can hear it because she has such good hearing she can hear the little bits of people chewing and shit like, that. oh, my God, it drives me nuts and it drives her nuts. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that maybe I'm the oddball. Maybe you don't have a problem with it. But on social media, do mukbang, <laughs> M-U-K-B-A-N-G, and see if you can find what I'm talking about. Tell me if that irritates you or not. But, oh, my God, it reminds me. When I used to travel for the radio station, the nice thing was you'd get a per diem. And I, it, was a, it was a good amount. I want to say it averaged about $80 a day, something like that, that the radio station would allow us, which, to be honest, it was hard to use that for me personally. But we would always go eat lunch and dinner somewhere decent. And one of the guys I used to work with, a guy named Mike Evans, is a messy, loud eater. And there's times where I, I would just have to take my food to go because I couldn't stand eating around him because he was just so loud. He'd be like, chew with his mouth open, smacking. Oh, just makes me so angry. Makes me angry thinking about it right now. It does. But there's always those people that, that do that. And Mike, I, I love Mike. Good guy. But holy shit. It, it, not good to be around <laughs> when they're eating, when when he's eating anyway. Anyway, we got some headlines. Let's jump into them. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> I'm just saying some people are gross when they eat. 
Mike is no exception to that. Anyway, the Minnesota Vikings unknowingly put a tweet with a picture of a porn star up on their big screen the other day during their game. They thought it was a tweet that was in that was genuine, to be honest. It was somebody tweeting in talking about how their cousin is in the Army and he's a huge Vikings fan, and they attached a picture to that. They didn't know it was some guy named Johnny Sins dressed in an Army uniform. And it was actually taken from a scene from a movie that he did, a porn, right before he got into action. <laughs> right? Here's what's funny. There's, there's a lot of people out there bagging on the Minnesota Vikings. I can't believe you did that. What are you doing? You should have known. No, they shouldn't have. This is always weird to me. Anytime that I've been in like a group of guys and they start talking about porn, there's a good amount of guys, and I'm pointing the fingers. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm pointing the fingers. Why are so many of you guys so obsessed with porn that you know the actresses and actors' names? I don't understand that. Everybody knows that's Johnny Sins. He could walk right up to me and say, have a conversation with me. I'd have no idea who he was. I don't think I know any porn actresses' names. Did I grow up in the wrong era? I guess so. Somebody was telling me once they're talking about how they brought up uh, an actress's name, and I was like, I, I don't know who that is. They're like, oh, <laughs> Duff doesn't know who blah, blah, blah is. What? How do you not know? Would you live under a rock? No, I don't. I don't sit there and be like, oh, I love Candace Candies or whatever her fucking name is. Is like she has a <laughs> she has some great films. I just... It's just bizarre to me. And it's also real quick. I may have shared this story before, but there was a guy I used to work with. He still does this. He pays for porn. Porn is free, but he has it in his head that he needs to have a subscription that he pays like, I don't know, $20, $30 a month for. He feels that he needs to have a subscription so he gets the really good high quality stuff. Like, what do you do? He's like, he, this is what I imagine. He is like Steve Carell in 40 year old virgin. When he goes to masturbate lights, candles really gets in the mood, set some soft music going on. Is that what you do? If you pay for porn, that's what you do because everybody else, it's just like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's long enough. It's a minute. I got plenty of extra time. Anyway, that's gross. I always, I always find that funny. It's like, why do you pay for porn? If you pay for porn, email me to huffuncensored.gmail.com. Convince me that it, that it makes sense. To me, it doesn't make sense. It's just a waste of money. A goalkeeper confronted a fan who urinated in his water bottle, and the player ended up getting a red card for that, which is a penalty if you don't follow soccer. So the goalie, here's what's gross. The fan peed in the water bottle. He didn't realize it. The, the player didn't. And he drank from the water bottle with urine in it. And no wonder he was pissed. But the fact that he got a, a red card for that is ridiculous. This is what he said. And I don't recall his first name, but 
His last name is Thompson. Today, I fell out of love with the game. I've been called many names, but for someone to piss in my bottle, for me to drink it, and then to be told I wasn't allowed to react because I'm a player is outrageous. That person has put my family's health at risk and knocked me sick. I don't know how his family's health is in risk for that, but whatever. Who decides as an adult, as an adult, as a grown person, how do you decide, you know what I need to do? I need to get his water bottle and urinate in it, put the lid back on and give it back to him so he drinks it. How does that go through your mind and go, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea to pee in somebody's bottle and let them drink it. No, no. A, a child, yes, that, that is just immature and doesn't know, doesn't know any better. Okay? Doesn't mean it's good, good idea, but you can kind of go as a dumb kid doing dumb things. As an adult, no, that is ridiculous. I'd be pissed if that happened. And the fact that he got penalized during the game for it is ridiculous. Oh my God, could you imagine if that happened to you, whether you're playing a game or not, or if somebody did that at your work and somebody peed in your water bottle? First of all, first of all, could you imagine walking into the break room, wherever your break room is, wherever people gather during the break time? So if you're on a construction site, maybe there's a certain place you guys gather to get out of the, the site area or whatever. Anyway. You can tell I don't do construction. But could you imagine, could you imagine walking up and you're you're like going to walk into your break room, you turn the corner, and there you see Carl from accounting with his junk inside somebody's water bottle just relieving himself. Could you what would you do in that situation? Be like, uh, hey, um, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Shouldn't have to say this, Carl, but pull your penis out of some so-and-so's water bottle. Okay? Man, people are disgusting. So disgusting. I got more headlines <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with that image in your head. And you're also thinking about the people that you work with. Who amongst them could you see doing that? Who? And who deserves it? <laughs> There's always that one person. You're like, eh, if somebody peed in his water bottle, I wouldn't be too upset about it. But there's always that one person. You're like, I can see him being dumb enough to do it. There is. All right, got more headlines coming your way. But first, root for safeties this season with your friends over at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday. So no matter how it occurs, Root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Shelly Majors, GM of the Blake Street Tavern. Time to book those holiday parties, gang. And we can accommodate groups of 10 to 500. And if you have six or 700, I'll make it work. In case you didn't know, I'm kind of a big deal. And a bit of a nutcracker. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. A 21-year-old hot dog vendor was arrested for stabbing a person after an alleged turf war between out-of-town vendors set up outside Petco Park uh, about a week ago. 
Tempers flared. Witnesses said hot dog vendors from Los Angeles were set up in the area where uh, San Diego hot dog vendors typically sling their food. And a physical altercation of territory ensued. Now, here's the thing. It is a serious, serious offense because you have to have a license to sell in certain areas. If these individuals come to find out didn't actually have authorization to sell food out there, then then it's really justified in my mind that, that you know, that this happened. Now, I, I, I don't think that violence should have occurred, but you call the authorities and get those guys kicked out. Be like, you, you can't be doing this. This is where we set up. We have the licenses to do it. I saw some documentary on Netflix. I don't remember what it was, where it was talking about food vendors. And this shit happens a lot, where you have out-of-towners coming in, trying to encroach on territories, essentially, of food vendors. And they get mad because it's like, dude, you're taking money out of my pocket. You're, You're taking money away from my family. You're taking food out of my family's mouth. So I understand why tempers would flare because it's like, dude, this is our area. And if they're in there without, you know, permission and authorization, yeah, I can understand why they're upset. Now you shouldn't, you don't go to violence on this, but don't do that. But I get it. Now it also made me think this would be a great, great reality show. Here's the title of this reality show, okay? I'll be executive producer. It's called Wiener Wars, right? Right, Wiener Wars. On the next Wiener Wars. He's coming in from L.A. He don't have authorization to sling weenies out here. Get your weenie mobile out of here. Weenie Wars. (laughs) So I have nothing else to add to that. I just thought, one, it's crazy. And I get why that they're upset. But also, could could we please get a Netflix show called Wiener Wars? I would watch it just because of the title, because it's funny. Not because I want to see a bunch of wieners. I just think it's funny. Ooh, Wiener Wars. All right. Here we go. Look at here. I got a wiener over here, and I got a wiener over there. Look, it's a wiener war. Oh, my God. It's the Battle of the Wieners. Ah, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm stupid. Let's go ahead and add a uh, new fear to our list. Okay. All right. Maggie Kiefer works at the front desk of a Circle C dental office in South Austin. On Tuesday, the 31-year-old headed to work to open the office as she usually does. But when she arrived, Kiefer immediately recognized that something was off. There was an acidic, putrid smoke throughout the entire place, she said. It burned to breathe. It was pretty scary. She and her colleagues determined that the smoke was coming from the staff bathroom in the back of the building. What they saw there shocked them to their core. (laughs) That's me doing thunder. It was horrible. Horrible. Our toilet exploded, she said. It was black. And uh, looking up at the ceiling where the vent should have been, there was just a black hole. I had no answers, just a lot of questions. So there's two theories of this. Both are pretty frightening. 
Theory one, according to the fire department, they said most likely what happened, the ceiling vent overheated, set on fire, and dropped onto the toilet seat, which started to burn. The toilet uh, then got so hot that the ceramic bowl then cracked. Still pretty scary. Could you imagine like you're going to the bathroom and all of a sudden a, the ceiling just drops on top of you? Oh, got to be awful. Theory number two. Lightning! <laughs> Lightning, that's horrible. That's the last thing I want to see happen. Is somehow, some way, the building got struck by lightning, and then the lightning just ran through the proper pathways and then just blew the shit out of the toilet. My God, talk about scary. And you would be traumatized for the rest of your life if that ever happened, assuming that you lived. Could you ma see that's another another dumb way to die. I'd be so mad. I'd be dead, but I'd be so mad if the way I died was somehow some way the building I was in got struck by lightning and I was using the restroom and then that lightning, the electricity flowed through the proper channels and then blew up the toilet along with me as I was using it. That would be my luck. How did he die? Well, it's a long, weird story. <laughs> it's awful. Awful. Hey, diving into the mailbag. This comes in from Matt. He says, hi, Scott. Hackett is out of touch and out of time. Uh, he's doing a little hauling oats for you. I'm losing my head while he's still around. He, he, you know, Matt, you're right. It's just the Broncos made some good moves, I guess. In a sense, they cut Melvin Gordon after he fumbled against the Raiders. But that's not good enough to fix their issues. They still have a Hackett problem. Or at least there's something wrong with the Broncos offense. Is it Hackett? Well, Hackett handed over the play calling duties finally to Clint Kubiak. And you know what? That's a good thing. Here's here's uh, Coach Hackett addressing the media about that big change. When we were in the Tennessee game, I just I, I didn't feel right. So I think that's why uh, I really kind of put my foot down and decided to, to kind of move it over to Clint. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Clint and Justin can put together and, and being part of that. And uh, I think it's a fresh look at everything. I thought it was great um, having somebody up in the box too. You know, when you're up in the box calling plays from there too, it, it's so different. It's quiet. It's uh, you don't have as many distractions. Um, you can see the whole field. You can help with calls. So uh, I think it'll give us advantage. So I'm excited for it now. It's good that they made the change. It's a little late, but that's fine. It's also a little late on letting Melvin Gordon go, but they did it, okay? Better late than never. It's annoying that they're at this point, but they're starting to make some changes, make some adjustments. That tells me that if there is some mild success going forward with the Denver Broncos, there's a good chance that the Denver Broncos are going to hold on to Hackett. And that's going to piss off a lot of people in Broncos country. Don't be surprised if that happens. By the way, did you see or hear about Melvin Gordon's final Instagram post as after he got cut? It's, it's his face photoshopped into the iconic picture of OJ Simpson fleeing in, in the uh, white Bronco. He never drove that. That was his his buddy Al Collins or whatever. Anyway, it's it's Melvin Gordon's face in the driver's seat, and he wrote, ha, 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 
Boy, y'all fans was hell. Laugh my funky ass off. Thank y'all to Broncos country. Let's at least laugh on the way out. Okay. He's at least trying to put a positive spin on it, but then comparing himself to like OJ. <laughs> it's just fuck. Wait, are you saying that you murdered the Denver Broncos offense? Is that what you are saying? <laughs> the hell melvin gordon (laughs) listen i'm sure he's a nice person it just didn't work out and the fact that he lasted as long as he did is a surprise it's a very big surprise but the broncos are going to scrape together what they can as far as running backs and hopefully the Broncos will start to evolve into a successful offense, into a successful team. We don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. It's really frustrating still as a Denver Bronco fan. They just got swept by the Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Really? That's that's insulting. Listen, on one hand, I say Hackett stays. Just because they're gonna they're gonna try to see what next year brings, and they don't want to be a one and done type of situation here. And then maybe if he sucks at the beginning of next year, and, and it's a rough go for the first like say four or five games, then they get cut him loose. But I have a feeling, hmm, God, I, I could really see it going either way, and and I think you would win Broncos country's respect. As far as George Payton goes and, and the new ownership goes, you would earn a lot of respect with the Denver Broncos country by letting go of Hackett and moving on. But ultimately, you individuals over at Dove Valley where they practice and that's their facility, they know more about what's going on with the team than we do. We, we sit here and watch the game and we think we know. We listen to quote-unquote experts say what they think is going on. There's a lot of shit going on. All I know is the Denver Broncos need to turn their shit around. If Hackett ends up doing well the rest of the season because now he doesn't have to you know, do the play calling, that's great. And you got to think about this too, guys. Clint Kubiak, don't be bagging on him yet. Let him figure things out. Let him settle into the role that he's in now. Next game, Broncos might do a little bit better at offense. Everything just has to gel together. And you heard what Hackett said. It's a lot different calling plays from up in the booth versus him down there on the sidelines and dealing with the chaos of the sidelines and trying to manage everything else. So thank God they finally pulled their heads out of their butt and they said somebody else needs to be calling the plays. And now it's Clint Kubiak. So uh, I'm excited. I'm mad that they lost to the Raiders, but we'll see what happens next game. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you next time.